We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I am your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And I am being joined tonight, as always, by the uh, the illustrious Evan Cheney. You can find him on Twitter at echaney 69 um, Fresh off a win again, man. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I honestly thought Pat was going to kick my ass after our draft, but... Yeah, I'm things, things things changed drastically come the weekend. Yeah. I hope uh I hope people aren't liking this too much cuz pretty soon I'm just going to stop doing it. Um <laughs> this is getting ridiculous at this point. Like it's annoying because I've had a pretty good I've had a pretty good year as far as DraftKings uh PJ DraftKings goes and uh just uh just hasn't translated to the three man draft. So hopefully we can uh hopefully I can at least beat you. Um I'll need a little bit more luck, most likely, to uh, to take down our guest tonight. Uh, you know him as Rick Rungood. Uh, what's going on, man? I I'm running into a similar problem uh, that I did with Pat. Like, how do you even how do you even go about plugging all of the things that like you or a, or a Pat Mayo does? Like, I don't I don't even understand. What's uh, up? Yeah. First, thanks for thanks for having me. I just direct everybody to the Twitter because Perfect. like everything gets Everything's tweeted there. out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it'll be there eventually. So that's usually where I send everybody. But yes, yeah, stay, stay in busy. Golf is, uh, I think, and I'm sure you guys agree, in a, in a really good spot right now. And it seems like it's taken off every single week. So yeah, stoked to be a part of it. 
Yeah, good uh, good contest every week, um, and apparently we're going to be able to see more golf shots soon. So that's always nice. Also, well, allegedly, uh, allegedly, yeah, that's Jeff Bezos' number one task right now to fix the <laughs> yeah. PGA app. Yeah, so uh, you know that that news dropped, uh, t- you yeah, know, earlier, and it, it's one of these things where I think people are reading it as for the rest of the year you're going to be able to see every single shot. Like that is not the case at all. Like no. they're going to do that every shot live at the players, and then. Who knows? Maybe we never see it again. Maybe we see it every week, but it's uh, certainly up in the air at the moment. Yeah, I mean, even the the things that the things that are promised to us uh, rarely get <laughs> delivered. So the things that um, are like half promises, I don't even know what happens to that. And exactly. I was going back and forth with uh, with Epat today about it, and somebody was like, in the mentions, like, "Well, what do you want? You're going to be disappointed no matter what. You're going to freak out about it." I'm like, "No, I'm not going to freak out about it." I'm just saying, just stop over-promising shit and just say like, hey guys, we're going to try to get better. And then every little thing that you do, because they're so like bad at this right now, like every little thing we would be happy about. Yeah. How about how about just uh, have the scoring work in the app that you've had for however many years? Like, let's just do that every single week. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah. Or like even just like tell... Just tell the people that that announce uh, for your sport that the current cut line isn't the projected cut line. Like even that would be a win. That sounds too hard. That sounds like, that sounds like we've gone too far. <laughs> Jim Nance like, has not built his broadcasting career on being able to project the cut. Every <laughs> every time I hear it, it it just I don't know. It's just one of those things that I'll I'll never I'll never not be tilted by it. It's just so frustrating. The thing that shocks me about it the most is for the most part, these are like former players. They know yeah. the cut moves, right? Like right. they've been there on a Friday and they're like, oh man, of course it's playing easy today. I think it might get to minus two. Like they have to know that. So I don't know what happens when they step into the booth and forget how like professional golf works, but it happens every single week. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, the, uh, the I'm sure the people aren't here uh, to hear us rant about golf content. <laughs> they get it uh, Thursday through Sunday from all of our Twitter accounts. Uh throughout the entire industry so um let's uh let's get this wheel up here and let's see what we're looking at for draft order this is this is very high production value rick i know i love this i i I know live on the spot i love this i love the wheel i live and die by the wheel i've been using the wheel in my pick or what yeah first okay who's that two weeks all season two weeks in two months yeah well I would. Uh, I'm happy for you. For I'm happy for you after that. For those of you following along at home, I would suggest I would suggest not uh, not going with my 101 because he withdrew last week. So let's see oh, let's boy. see what happens. <laughs> I'm nervous. Yeah. I want. I think I want the turn. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, ah, of go. course. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, how many guys do we pick here? How many do we do? We're gonna we're gonna do a full lineup, uh, okay. and uh, yeah, and you just gotta gotta keep it under the under the salary there. I I honestly do think that it's like one three two is sort of my order of preference. Like, I if I'm not gonna get if I'm not gonna get the first pick, I kind of would rather the two in a row at the end, personally. So, oh, I think that's yeah, I think certainly. All right, let's switch this over. We'll get the uh, we'll get the the draft up for the folks that are watching. Again, if you are listening to this in your car, we will uh, we'll make sure we recap as we go through. 
Um, but for those of you on the stream, we got our little setup. So here. this is kind of interesting because it's a snake draft, but I have to keep it underneath the salary. So like normally if I wanted to start my lineup with a $7,500 player, I should not do that here because you guys could snatch up whatever stud that I want. This is actually kind of both yeah. parts of it, right? Yeah. Oh boy. All right. I'm getting thrown right into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am, I'm going to start with one, Mr. Patrick Reed. Um, 10-2, I think, is a little cheap for him, uh, and I kind of want to, I kind of want to dip down a little bit um, and and sh sort of stick a little bit more balanced. So that's where that's where I'm going first, and I'll see what see what scraps come back to me. Interesting. So um, okay, so Reed's out. Um, so I got those. So I can guarantee myself at least one of those top three guys. If it, I, well, I guess I don't know if you could take. Evan probably can't take two of those guys. So let me be smart about this. I'll take, oh boy. Um, dang, this is really, I'll, I'll take Sungjae then. I'll take Sungjae at 9,700. All right, Sungjae. I like it. I like the, like the theory there. Right. Ev, what do you got? I have a lineup strategy for this week, and I know you both are going to make make fun of me for it eventually. Not yet. But when we get to the low, the low salary, guys, it's gonna come. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Rory. I don't have to explain Rory too much. I mean, him and him and a few other guys are are top of the top class of the field here. Um, you know, so Rory, and then we we're gonna add Bryce into that because okay. the off the tee okay. game is probably the biggest corollary for fantasy success here. So. Oh man, I cannot cannot wait for this three of six. Yeah. Okay. So now that. <laughs> All right. That makes some things pretty interesting here. So I'm trying to think if Matt tries to go with two guys over 10k, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull that off. So let I'll take. Um, I've got it narrowed down to two, and I can't get both of them. So I'll just tell you, I've got I've got it narrowed down to Hovland and Hatton here. So I will probably opt for. I'm going to take the discount and take Hatton, who obviously is your defending champion. Um, just, you know, played it, shot his best round on Sunday last week, which I always like to see. His T22 wasn't all that bad. Absolute grinder around here. Uh, and the course is perfect for him, as you can imagine. So I'm, I'm going to go Sungjae Hatton to start my lineup. Okay. I like it. And then I'm going to have to um, get creative. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. I'm yeah. going to. Uh, I'm gonna dip down a little bit, and I just just from from a, a brand perspective, from a stubbornness perspective, I gotta wow. I gotta roll English. Um, I I think that he's had like three bad rounds uh, in in the past, like you know, four events or whatever, and they've been bad. Don't get me wrong, but I don't I don't think that he is. Uh, playing quite as bad as the whole, you know, missed two out of three cuts and then and then played, you know, kind of whatever last week. Right. So um, this is a nice buy low situation for him because I don't yeah. think the owner, like, if we're talking about outside of this contest, I don't think he's gonna be that highly owned. Yeah, and even even the price, right? Like he's he's under a couple of guys that I definitely don't trust. Um, so I think I think that that's uh, I think he's fine. And I'm going to go with uh, with Willie Z on the way back. I wow, think that I like in that. general, uh, 
I, I just think both of them are a little bit underpriced. I know that Zalatoris hasn't exactly, um, you know, been a hundred percent clicking, but uh, I think that it's uh, it's only a matter of time. And um, yeah, I don't think we see him at this price for very long. No, he's he's such a complete player. He's he's unbelievable. The the, the diversity of courses and events that he has uh, found success in is is un, unreal. Um, okay, I've got to go further. To, see, this is so this is so foreign to me because I would never start my build like with two guys at the top. But like, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on any. Like, I would have started probably you know further down the board for, for my first man in. So um, I've got to go down lower here, and I've got to find a value uh so i'm gonna take Corey connors in this spot 7300 bucks this is as as evan mentioned earlier um the two strongest correlators to success have been off the tee and approach and uh you could not script a better spot for Corey connors so hold on to your butts for four days because it's going to be ugly to watch but <laughs> Corey connors is in my lineup i wanted Corey connors so badly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna have. Could you have afforded Corey? You're gonna have some work to do here, I think. No, I he he was. I could have fit him in, but yeah, now it's gonna be more of a uh, little bit more interesting. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As we, as we get uh, down okay, here. I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, yeah. So who's the backup? That's a good question. I didn't have a backup plan. I want to say Kevin Na. Um, nice. he's been fairly he's been fairly average in terms of his off the tee game as of late. Um, I say last six months, but he is around the green. He is he's gaining like point four strokes per round around the green in the last six months. So he's not a terrible play at eight thousand. And I think outside of like a cash game, he might be an interesting tournament play. Um, Your team is, you have like, what do you have? The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. 
relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Left, like 6, I was going to say, can you spot. make a team here? Yeah, I guess you can. Oh, we, we can. We can. Okay. We have a plan. We have a plan. Don't you worry. I, I'm, now give me, I'm very excited I want, to see this. I want Cam Champ. I want Cam Champ as my next guy here. Um, he actually, he's gaining almost a full stroke off the tee per round in his last six months. I want all of that. I don't care if he's losing strokes putting. Putting is random, you know, in the long run. So give me, give me that at 6,600. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out which order I need to take these guys in. <laughs> that's that's like the biggest uh, that's like the biggest consideration, honestly. It's so hard to uh, it, this is just a totally different, you know, a totally different format that it's hard to decide if you want to like if you can wait, if you can spend up, if right. you want to go really cheap. Or like if I take this guy like how like uh, yeah, are you going to burn me in 1 second when it comes back to me okay so if you if it's like it's like chess right like if i do this you're gonna do that then i'll do this um all right i'm gonna take oh boy i'm gonna take i'm gonna take cam davis at 79 nice which is uh essentially a raw talent play this is this is a kid who I think he's maturing quickly. I think he's hard to model. I see the raw talent. I see the ball striking. We've seen him get hot at times. We've seen him pop up on the first page of the leaderboard. This is like, I just hope it clicks this week. I, I, I'm a little bit worried about him spraying it off the tee, but um, he's, he's been able to put it together for three rounds, but never, never four. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I was, I was kind of uh, debating him uh, for my, you, you, I had two Camerons in mind and, and you made the decision <laughs> for me. So, I'm gonna go with Tringali. Uh, okay, that was a good one. Got three Camerons in a row. <laughs> Love it. Just like 7,700. I mean, I know again. Like I've said this a couple times on the show. Like he's just never gonna get expensive, um, for whatever reason. But I just, I, I don't get it. Like he's just been playing consistent golf. Uh, you know, top 25s pretty consistently. And uh, again, so 7,700, if you can let that in, um, I think you definitely want to do that. And then I am going to, let's see. I think, I think I'm going to go with, I'm actually going to go with Norlander here. Um, I think he just has a lot of, a lot of birdie upside, 72 at 7,200. Um, and then I kind of, I can kind of spend up a smidge uh, for my final pick. Okay. Um, I'm going down further than I wanted to, but it, it, it opens up some possibilities for me for my final pick. So I'm, I'm going to go down to doc Redmond at $6,400 and I'm not thrilled about it by any stretch of the imagination. Doc will be the first to tell you that uh, the start of his 2021 has not been good. Hasn't been what he has expected uh, longer term. He is a much better ball striker than he has shown this year. I'm hoping he finds that and it clicks. But the biggest thing here is the $6,400 price tag. Uh, a lot, like I feel better about my next move than if I would have spent up at seven and then tried to fill that last spot. So he gives me a little bit of flexibility here. I like it. And hopefully I use that flexibility wisely. <laughs> 
All right, Ev, let's see what uh, what gross yeah, is. Are you ready for this one? I don't so we're going to go Dylan. We're going to go Dylan Fratelli because he is also he's gaining like a quarter of a stroke off the tee per round. And I love to see that. And he's also gaining 0.3 strokes per round around the green. We also love that. We do. And we're also going to go uh, we're going to go with Adam Long. For the second time this season, Adam Long is going to make one of my lineups. Um, the only the only thing he does well in well here relative to the field again is the off the tee play. He's gaining 0.28 strokes off the tee in his last six months per round. So take that for what it is. And this this lineup's going to make me vomit. I can already feel it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to be fun to uh, fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know what my final pick or Matt's final pick is, but I feel like I I feel like Matt already has the best team. I like your team the most. <laughs> I, I like it more than my team for sure. Um, all right, so that flexibility allowed me to go up to eighty seven hundred, which which gives me three targets here. So my targets are are Molinari, who's you know got the great course history and he's playing well. We've got Sam Burns, who's kind of like your raw talent guy and he's been playing well in in, in this season. And then Leishman, who's kind of your other uh, your other option there in terms of of course history. I'm gonna just go with Burns. Um, he's eighty four hundred. He is uh, elite off the tee. He has flashed. I, I was most impressed with him at Riviera, showing a, a much better touch around the greens and short game than than what I originally anticipated from him. So uh, I think he's going to round out my my team here. Nice, I like it. Um, let's see. Hold on, this froze. What? Who who did you land on? I'm that sorry. was Sam Sam Burns. Sam Burns. All right. So we got Burnsy in there. All right. Yeah, I kind of I kind of blew it with the Norlander pick. I probably should have went a little cheaper, and could have uh, could have gone up a little bit. But I'm going to go. Like ideally, I would have been able to go Davis here. Um, You know what? I'm going to I'm going to just trust uh trust the trust the model here and I'm going to go with uh with Kisner. He fills out the salary for me and uh as far as, you know, I I've, I've been tweeting out these uh the perfect lineup from the simulator. He has the highest percentage left of guys under $8,000. So, um I I'm not I'm not crazy about it. I'm not super high on Kisner necessarily, but I think for this lineup um you know, I, it's kind of hinging on Norlander making the cut. I think Kisner makes the cut, and if he can, you know, get hot, uh, theoretically, he could he could post a good finish. So, uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, my team is Reed, English, Zalatoris, Tringali, Norlander, and Kisner. Uh, Rick went with Sungjae, Hatton, Connors, Cam Davis, Doc Redman, and Sam Burns, and Evan ended up with Rory, Bryson, Na, Champ. Bertelli and Mr. Adam Long for the second, at least second time this season, which is just, just fascinating. <laughs> just if you can, if you can jam in Adam Long uh, in any, the year 2021, you, you gotta. Yeah, seriously. He is, <laughs> he won, can. I mean, I think I won the contest that week with Adam Long. So, yeah, probably. Can we go two for two? 
We'll see. He, um, might, he might end up on the brand list with uh, McNeely, Glover, and uh, and company. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I think if he if if you manage to roster him and he wins you anything uh, for <laughs> weeks, um, I think that I think that is a solid resume for the brand. <laughs> <laughs> like literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's pivot over to. Uh, some some outright bets and some other finished position bets, and then we'll we'll chat about some head to heads. Um, Rick, in general, uh, where do you uh, where do you like to live in outrights? I know a lot of people kind of have their zones um, that they that they kind of target. Is there something that you do structurally every week, or is it uh, you know kind of case by case? There's a few really short really short odds guys uh, this week. With uh, with that trio at the top, basically like you know plus hundred and depth plus hundred, um, are you betting in those guys? And then where do you go from there? Yeah, so uh, the way that I kind of build my card is, you know, if I if I get someone at the top of the board, it's it's really like if I get somebody at eight eight, eight and a half to one, like Rory, like I probably can't fit someone else on that card unless they're outside of like fifty or sixty to one. But if I I can either then I have the opportunity to do that. Or I could get like a couple of guys in the twenties or a couple of guys in the thirties with kind of the way that I end up building a card. Now, historically that 30 to 50 range, um, that disproportionately gives winners, right. Than, than any other range. So that's kind of a, a good spot to be like getting your long shots, but they're not, uh, certainly out of it. Books tend to overvalue. We might be seeing it again this week, like Rory McIlroy eight and a half to one, what we've seen from Dustin Johnson over the course of the past couple of weeks, like, their, their books are asking them to win at such an unsustainable clip. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to bet kind of anybody in the single digit. So I think for this week, I've kind of settled into – uh, like where Sung Jay's at, like starting starting my ticket with like Paul Casey, Sung Jay M, kind of in the twenty five to one range. It gives me a little bit of flexibility to get in to get back in in like the fifties, which is where I also want to be. And I'm just kind of fading uh, a lot of the win equity at the at the top from from Bryson and from Rory, which I think is I think it's fine. If I get burned by Rory hanging an eight and a half to one number, like I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, for sure. It, it's we we've talked about it quite a bit this year. Um, just be being able to, um, you know, like consistently betting on those guys. You just have to be right uh, at at so, like so often that it it really doesn't um, it doesn't make a ton of sense to do that too often, especially in a field where there's like there's reasonable other options. You're not talking about you know. Uh, Rory at like what was it the the RBC Canadian Open uh, a couple of years ago or something where like he's just basically the only dude in the field and you're like well yeah maybe he should be plus seven hundred because he does win that often there um, but as as far as like betting these guys at like plus plus eight hundred it's it's uh, it's a tough ask to do that consistently yeah um, for sure. I'm I'm with you on uh, I, I'm I'm thinking Eam this week uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I unfortunately, once Evan picked them, I'm a little annoyed now. I, I do have an outright on Kevin Knott, and um, I have an each way on on Bryson as well. Um, most of that, because he's so short, is just to uh, at at Bet three six five. The each way this week is top eight, and they're basically uh, giving you like top five odds for top eight. So it was just sort of um, you know a way to to access that number. Um, 
and give your give myself a little wiggle room there. Um, Ev, what are you, what what are you thinking besides uh, besides Adam Long? <laughs> yeah, him at where's he at right now on DK? He's two fifty. 2,500 to one. That's a steal. Yeah, really? For (laughs) someone that good? Come on. But, um, I mean, in all honesty, I think there is some value at, um, on Chucky three sticks, actually. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, yeah. At, what is it? 175? So, I think the value, as far as an outright, I think that's where value is. Everything else you guys talked about, everything we talked about before, um, I'd be on that as well. Yeah, I have, uh, I have a, I have a top twenty on Howell. Um, you can get him at Fanduel for for plus five hundred right now, which I think is um, is pretty uh, a pretty good number. I also have uh, Denny McPutts and uh, Corey Connors top twenty, so um, I'm sure there's there's no tilt in my future for. Uh, oh for yeah, that'll go well. Absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you combine those guys into one player, they'd be awesome though, for sure. That'd be that's that's what you want. Just get oh, yeah. Corey Connors to strike the ball and and once they get on the course or uh, on the green, uh let Denny McCarthy get after it. That that's kind of interesting. You know, I've I I probably entered back into the into the betting card around like 45. Like the Zalatoris number, like I, I'm afraid that once he wins, we're never going to see anything like it again because he's already yeah. piling up top 15 finishes. And then once I'm getting further than that, like I, I like the con- – like I'm looking for guys who've won before, right? Like who's closed out a golf tournament. Corey Connors comes to mind. Uh, Brendan Steele I think was 150. He – you know, he hasn't – I think he won Safeway a couple of times and, and kind of coughed up the Sony earlier this year. But you're looking at ball strikers who can contend. Like those savvy vets who can kind of – sneak up and 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 steal an event every now and then like that that's kind of what i find appealing at least this far down the list yeah for sure um and then as you as you sort of go through the other markets um what what are you you have uh any fives or ends that you're that you're eyeing yes yeah there was a there was a good number hold on let me try i have it here um so I thought the Kokrak uh, top five and top ten numbers were interesting. I know he's won recently, but um, you know he he's he's shown that he can get scorching hot with the putter at times, and he's sneaky long and and on a course that demands uh, the ability to to hit the ball off the tee. I thought he was kind of interesting, so I liked that. And then as far as like top twenties or or even potentially uh, or going further down the board. Um, Steel, I did get steel at a top 20, but I would even kind of be interested in some of these guys that played well in Puerto Rico last week. You know, that's that's probably something that gets overlooked quite a bit. So someone like a Cam Percy, who I think finished, I think he was like seventh last week or something like that. Mm. Um, guys who played well in Puerto Rico aren't getting anything remotely close to a bump there. Uh, might be feeling really good about their game as they come over to, to, to Bay Hill. Yeah, Can I just sure. say one thing about Kokrak that might scare me off here? Um <laughs> And, and you, could say a lot, you could say a lot of things about Coke Rack that might scare people off. Well, yeah, no, but I, I mean, I have, a, I have a personal story. So two years ago, I was actually in Florida. I went to the Pro-Am, you know, the Wednesday before Arnold Palmer, right? And so my dad and I are sitting in the stands on 17, I want to say. Yeah. So we're sitting in the stands at 17. Coke Rack takes his shot. There's this woman that's walking on the little sidewalk path that leads up to the bleachers around there. His ball that he struck almost hit that woman, and she had to like dive away, not so she didn't get hit by the ball. 
so that's like my one so that's like my one reason why I wouldn't play Kokrak or like <laughs> better. I mean it's, it's still a good pick. I you know I, statistically, but like just that that just one shot that, that he almost hit a, that he almost hit a woman with a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> In a just, practice round. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just I think about that a lot. I'm like, wow, I I almost witnessed like outright murder on the golf course. Wow. That's tough. I'm I'm sorry that's uh that stuck with you uh so much, Jeff. You know, it was a great it was a great event to go to. I mean, I was like I was legit like this close to Brooks. Um you know, so it was a good time. And I saw Lucas yeah. Glover. I actually saw Lucas Glover. I shook his hand. Wow. Starstruck, so, I'm sure. <laughs> that was before all the news about him and his wife came out so what a what what a couple of uh <laughs> what a couple of hours were you there <laughs> it was magical um, time but it was like the coldest day i've ever experienced in florida it was like 40 degrees so oh wow it's just the worst <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's let's poke through uh a few head-to-heads here and um i just you know i always like to do this at the end because the the draft sort of uh, leaves a leaves a lot of guys unspoken about, and I want to make sure that we uh, that we touch base with a few other names here. Um, so Ev picked uh, Kevin Na and and uh, Rick. You mentioned Leishman as well. Uh, they have a head to head at Bet three six five. Na is plus one hundred, and Leishman is minus one twenty. Any uh, any thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the Leishman side of that. I mean, I think Matt, you mentioned this earlier, like uh, when in doubt, trust the model. Right. And, and, uh, for, for someone who, and, and let's be clear, like Leishman has Leishman after the restart was terrible. He was one of the worst players on the PGA tour. He's starting to find a little bit of resurgence. He's doing it through his approach game. Now he gets Kevin Na, who I would kind of deem as a short game specialist. Now he's volatile. He can prove me wrong, but I don't think Bay Hill is a particularly great spot for him. I think his last four years, he's missed the cut twice and he's finished 36th in the other two. So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bank on the course history. I'm going to bank on the improved iron game. And I'm going to fade the short game specialist who has struggled here as of late. Yeah, I think I I, I definitely lean uh, lean that side too. I don't I don't actually show um, you know enough value to necessarily bet it. I think a lot of that has to do with um, you know Leishman's bad stretch makes up such a chunk of my <laughs> of yep. of my power ranking model um, that it's it's basically. Um, it, it it was just too long of a bad stretch for him to overcome it in a couple a couple of events. Do do you find that like because what I find is like for the most part when I plug a lot of these in, a lot of them are no bets, right? Like a lot of them are like there's not a lot of value being being found. Like you've got to really work hard to find the matchup that you want, but most of the time it's like ah, this is close enough. Like this, these are fair. Yeah, for sure. I mean, most of the time it ends up uh, where I'm either picking you know like very tippy top. Uh, you know, the elite tier and just taking whatever the plus odds are. And, you know, you're just kind of flipping coins anyway. So if you're getting plus odds, um, I, I think that that's, I think that's usually okay. Um, but yeah, for the most part, you look through and, you know, you could scroll through, you know, 60 to 80 head to heads and find like three that are actually um, like full, full go bets. Right. Right, for sure, for sure. Okay, I want to make sure I wasn't alone in that. Yeah, and not not only that, that's a, it's another important reason why you kind of need to have multiple outs because 
Um, as far as the tournament head-to-heads go, sometimes there's there's a few uh, that go across books, but a lot of times these are these are pretty mixed and matched. Um, so if you're just, you know, scrolling through DK or just scrolling through FanDuel, um, you're kind of hamstringing yourself and you're not necessarily going to see, uh, you know, if, if there's only 15 head to heads posted and you don't show any value on anything, like then do you feel obligated to bet? And then you're kind of like, I, I always bet two head to heads each week. Like I need to. And then you're like, well, shit, I probably shouldn't have done any of that. (laughs) I will I will back up the Brinks truck to whatever site wants to let me make my own matchups for the week and, oh, and plug yeah. up that. I mean, it's literally a model. Let me do it. If I want to, if I want to be minus five hundred for for Rory to beat like Luke List or whatever, like let me do it. Like just let me plug them all in. Yeah, I mean, you can you can do such crazy stuff and uh, you know the the prop builder on like offshore sites, yeah. um, like just just get somebody get somebody to to load up a model and you know just i would i would play with that for for hours every single week trying to find sure. ones that i like <laughs> for sure that'd be awesome um all right let's see if there's any other interesting ones we didn't we didn't mention uh we didn't mention speef um let's see if there's any good see if there's any good matchups with speef ooh how about speef and jason day we didn't talk about didn't talk about either of them uh, at Chris right now, Spieth is plus one thirty one, and Day is minus one sixty four. Wow, that's huge. But then, and th- this is this goes. Sorry, but this also goes to the point of having multiple outs. Bovada has Day minus one thirty. Mm. So you're. I, I mean, personally, I think that there's there's a a smidge of value on Day at minus one thirty, but there's not a shot in hell that I'm laying one minus one sixty four for. No for Jason Day on just about anything. No, that's that's probably right. I'm I'm pretty bearish on um on Speeth this week. So you could probably get me to to uh back anybody he's going up against. But yeah, minus 160 whatever. Like that's that's way too deep, but I mean Speeth Speeth's a sprayer, right? Even even in the last 3 weeks where he's been good and he's posted good results, it's it's it is because of the rest of his game. He's been, you know, completely off the beaten track and and that's not something that plays very well at uh at at Bay Hill. The only, the only thing that's interesting about Bay Hill for Spieth is that when he misses, he misses huge to the right. And a lot of like the wall, like the really bad penalty stuff at Bay Hills on the left. So I, I mean, it's the only semblance of hope that I, that I kind of have for him to uh, keep the magic going this week, but I'm, I'm pretty bullish overall. Just, just not here. Yeah. And then just speaking of, uh, speaking of that, you know, those odds for a, uh, a head to head, do you have, I mean, obviously, if you if you show enough value on anything, you're you're going to bet regardless of the odds. But do you have anything in particular where you're kind of like, I like I kind of stray away like once it once a head to head hits like X number, if I'm picking the favorite, like I kind of stay away from that. Or um, is it just totally? Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely totally tend to lean dogs in, in, uh, a little bit of both. I, t- I definitely tend to lean dogs just in general. Uh, I, I follow the model pretty big, but like, I mean, once, once you start getting into like the minus minus one fifty for a matchup, like this game is so volatile, especially out of Florida course, you know, if this was, if this was rocket mortgage and it was wide open and you could bomb it without regard for any, like there there's, there's so much volatility in these Florida courses, especially at Bay Hill. So I'm, I, I don't want to pay minus one fifty or more for most guys. Uh, that's when I start to get a little bit queasy. 
Yeah, I think that's right. You're talking about be, you know, you have to, you have to hit what, like 60% then at that point. Um, and like you said, a lot of these, a lot of these matchups that we're looking at are, are pretty coin flippy for the most part. Um, so finding, finding two, finding yourself betting on too many of those like really deep numbers, um, you might, you might do really well for a couple of weeks, but those downswings are going to be really, really tough for you. Right. Like, like, okay. So, so DraftKings has Rory at minus 167 over Terrell Hatton at plus 130. And like, okay, I love Rory, but like, I, I can't pull the trigger on him here against the defending champion. Like, I don't know. Like that just, that feels wrong to me. Like I can't do that. Yeah, for sure. And I, it, it's even, I think it's even more magnified for me for the most part with round head to heads. Um, for, okay. I, we, I talked, we talked a little bit about it, uh, with Pat last week and he was saying how he hasn't really, um, been focusing as much on tournament head to heads because he just finds that, you know, you, you have the information for the starting for the round two head to heads and you kind of know where the guys are at. Um, just, I I've been tracking, uh, over the last, uh, season and a half or so, um, for bet the prop and they, uh, uh, you know, like everything that I'm looking at, like these, these head to heads are just, are just super tight. Like I'm, I'm like, it's the only category that I'm down in, um, for, uh, for the year and a half or whatever it's been. Um, and I really do think that it's, it's a lot closer than you think. And you get confident with your numbers and all of a sudden you, you know, you pull the trigger on a few bad minus one fifties and you're just kind of, uh, kind of up shit's Creek. Yeah, the the round by round stuff to me is um, that's probably the most exploitable where we're at right now. I, I don't I don't think odds makers are doing a good enough job of determining how we got to that spot. Like, so you're talking about as as you know as rounds are being played during the actual event, especially on uh, on Saturday and Sunday, because the matchups are for the most part what your what your score is so like if okay the minus sixes okay well there's your matchup well these guys got to this score in completely different manners uh and books aren't like sharp enough to figure that out so uh the saturday and sunday uh matchups to me are just like that that's where you can print a little bit yeah i think i think i need to uh i need to go back and break break out um my tracking by round instead of just like all round head-to-heads together because I'm I'm curious to see if that's the case with me as well. I, this past week, um, they they floated these like insane at DK. They floated these crazy numbers on these like super deep um, head to heads, like JC Ritchie and Beesberger mm-hmm. and Ormsby versus Westwood. And like you were, they I think Ritchie was like he ended up losing. He was plus one ninety, um, but like Ormsby against Westwood, like they were. You get plus one fifty five. Like I'll take that for most matchups anyway. And again, yeah. like you said, you're talking about guys who are more or less playing the same way at the moment. Um, so it's one of those things where uh, I definitely agree with you. I think that that's that's sort of the next thing. Um, do you do you go uh, super super deep into the DGen well and uh, bet hole by hole matchups at all? Have you uh, have you dipped in there at all? <laughs> So no, uh, not yet. So I just moved to Vegas. So, uh, I, I don't even know if I can get it here. So like when I'm on the William Hill app, like I don't see those options anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I have not gotten into it yet. Uh, I would like to, I would like to think that I've got a pretty, 
you know, again, everybody probably thinks this like, oh, I've got a pretty, you know, distinct edge or at least the data to back it up or like the understanding of where guys are missing and where you can't miss and stuff like that. But uh, I, I just assume and, and I, I don't I, I don't know how you feel about this, Matt, is like the the smaller and quicker the bet, like odds makers aren't going to be able to adjust quick enough. Right? right. Like like they're doing a really good job of like, OK, over the long term and outright, they don't give you much value in and whatever. But like when you are in the heat of the moment and you're approaching the 12th tee and something like like they're not going to be able to adjust quick enough. And I feel like that could be a very exploitable situation, but I don't know. I've never done it, so I could be. Full yeah. Of it. yeah, no, they, they they offer some every so often on bet online. Um and you know I'm I'm in New York, so we don't have we don't have mobile betting. Um, you know I I get some get some action down in Jersey, but not where it could be quick enough to do hole by hole matchups. Right. Um, right. But what I've noticed as far as uh, as far as Bet Online does is they'll put up say like the next like three holes at a time. Uh, all the you know all the odds for like three or four holes at a time for a group. And then you can kind of, you can just wait, like you can just see what's happening. I mean, not that you should be totally basing your, your bet on that. Um, but there's definitely an edge there. If you see a guy getting, getting a little flustered or you see a guy sort of getting hot and, you know, just <laughs> missed a close putt and you can kind of like build off that. Um, so that's been, that's been interesting to track, but they don't really offer it reliably enough for me to like do a to ton like dig, dig into it yeah, yeah it has to be a big event and then it has to be like sunday after one o'clock and then you know right, little guys right, running right. around and you know, who, <laughs> who knows who knows what actually ends up happening life life happens at that yeah. point yeah exactly um all right man well thanks uh thanks so much for joining us i really appreciate uh really appreciate your time again make sure you are following rick uh i'm sure you are already but at rick run good you can find any podcast appearance uh any any work that he's doing over there um and always always interesting stuff and really great to uh great to chat with you Rick. yeah guys much much appreciated thanks for having me it was uh it was a blast good luck this week you too man evan yeah. as always i uh, i look forward to seeing you in the winner's circle this week <laughs> uh all right guys thanks uh thanks for joining and uh make sure you hop in the listener league and we will talk soon Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.